by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. And good afternoon. It is the Good News Show on this beautiful Monday afternoon. Glad you're with us. We are live today. We appreciate uh, you joining in, calling up. Uh, if you'd like to join in the conversation at any point, 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. My name is Dave Palmer, and it is October 19th, in case... You, you just wanted that information. Monday, 29th week of Ordinary Time. I'm not going to ask Cecil whose feast day it is today because she doesn't like me asking those questions and surprising <laughs> her. So I'm not going to ask you that, Cecil, okay? Okay. So just let the record show I did not he ask you. He did not you. ask me. I have no <laughs> idea who it is. <laughs> uh, Saints John de Brebeuf and Isaac Jogues, priests and companions and martyrs. Obviously knew that one. Yeah. Definitely. Have you heard of them? You know, I feel like I probably have, but I you have, have now. No, I definitely have now, but I don't know anything about them. Okay. I know a little bit about them. They were Jesuits. Okay. They, as I recall, they went up, I mean, yeah, obviously many, many, uh, I'm, I'm guessing like 19th century and they go up to Canada. They're on a mission trip. Uh, they come across some of the native, uh, not a native Americans because they weren't in America, but natives there and, uh, try to try to evangelize them, and then I think they were abused, and then they actually went back and and ended up getting killed in the process of trying to spread the gospel. So, mm-hmm. anyways, so we remember them today and ask wow. for their intercession during our own challenging times. And uh, so we got about fifteen minutes to to chat about a few things. Uh, I will say that coming up later in the show, we have at quarter after Jonathan signs. And Jonathan is president of Texas Values, yes. and they basically uphold Judeo-Christian values, Texas Values, and uh, as we know, there's uh, there's an election coming up in about... Oh, uh, is there? I hadn't heard. <laughs> you didn't know about that? <laughs> no, I guess maybe, yeah. I should, maybe I should vote or something. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. Um, in 15 days, it's two weeks from tomorrow, and uh, boy, I'll tell you, there, there's tension in the air. Do you, do you, are you feeling it? Yes. Absolutely, yeah, I, I am. I, I mean, anybody who's paying attention is going to feel the tension right now. Yeah. I mean, even if you're not trying to pay attention, you, all you have to do is see a billboard or see yeah. social media. Po- I mean, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. And Jonathan, of course, uh, has his uh, finger on the pulse of all things political. And I got a lot of questions for him about just kind of his prognostication of what's going to happen in Texas. Of course, John Cornyn is running uh, against uh, uh, MJ Hagar, is that her name, uh, for the Senate seat and what his thoughts are, whether, you know, there's, there's always talk about Texas going blue or mm. Texas turning purple and, you know, uh, leaning more Democrat. I don't see that happening this year, uh, but eventually it may. Uh, so we'll get his take on also some of the local races and uh, kind of what's at stake uh, in the election that we're going to face uh, here in a couple of weeks. And then later in the show, Carrie Beckman. Do you remember when she came on 
And she was talking about her uh, yes, being, uh, miraculously healed of yeah her from cancer. cancer. That was amazing. So she she reached out last week and she said that they are, there's this pro life event next month that she wanted to know if we could talk about and promote. And got to talking to her about her cancer. She's still cancer free. Wonderful. Uh, she's I think um, looking into uh, you know the, the, she she prayed to. Father Patrick Payton yes, for this, yes. and I don't know if she's you know involved in the cause of canonization and all that, but she can tell us about that. And then she told me she's uh, working with Bishop Strickland on this new program in the, the Diocese of Tyler called Veritatis Splendor, which is really interesting, very, very ambitious program. And then we started talking about Regina Chaley Academy, because she founded Regina Chaley Academy, and then before long I said, you know what, you got to come on the air, because there's so much that we <laughs> can talk about. She just recording this. that whole conversation, Dave. Yeah, yeah, well, I have it again. So anyway, she's going to join us around the bottom of the hour, and uh, she's she's a real neat lady, and uh, yeah, I tell mm. you, she, I, I really... When she was here in studio with us live, it it seemed dire, and oh, I you know, know. It's, I didn't want to, you know, it, it just seemed like it, the 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 cancer was seemed to be spreading, and it just didn't look good. But praise be to God, God's not finished, and she's got more work to do, and it looks like she's not slowing down a bit. And so that's as far as the the, the final forty five minutes of the show. But right now, we're going to talk about a few other things going on in. Uh, the, the world uh, here locally. What, let's see. What do you want to talk about first? I, I think related to the election, I want to let everybody know that on November 1st, mm. there's going to be a life chain event that I am organizing in Bedford. And it's two days before the election. It's an opportunity to get out, show up public support. Uh, did you say, have you done life chain? I have done life chain. I've done okay. it in Louisville by my parish. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a really beautiful experience, I think. Yeah, and you get to, I mean, it's socially distanced by its very nature. <laughs> yeah, they ask you, you to spread, you know, spread out Yeah, anyway. you spread out 10 feet. And on the corner of Harwood and Central in Bedford, there's a Planned Parenthood office. They don't do abortions there, but it is a, a clinic or right. whatever they want to call it, one of their offices. So they, they regularly, people from St. Michael's and uh, in, in the HEB area go and they protest out there. So it's a good location. Mm. And that's where we're going to be. And I really want a lot of people to show up for this. I've got the signs I think especially right before the election, while even that day, uh, you know, people, I don't know if early voting will still be going on at that time, but the election day will be two days from then. And so we've got spots running. If you want to participate or if you can help me organize it, please reach out to me by email, davepalmer at grnonline.com, davepalmer at grnonline.com. And I really need help. And since most of the life chains have already happened, regardless of where you are, if you're in Plano or mm. Waxahachie or Weatherford or whatever, come on in for this one and let's make this really big. I, I keep thinking like, what if we had a thousand people that came out? That would be and, crazy. That would be amazing. Yeah. I, I, you know, I've organized these a number of times and I think probably the most that we've ever had at one of the events that I did mm. was maybe 50 or 60 or 70 people. Mm. It's, you know, it's challenging to get people out, but I think because of the circumstances, because of the timing, maybe, just maybe, a lot of people are going to show up for this one. So we'll keep talking about it. And again, if you can help me promote it, uh, get out, get the, the word out, email me, and be on the team to organize this life chain. November 1st in Bedford, two days before the election, 
Um, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. And what time are you doing it on Sunday? It's two to three thirty. Two to three thirty. Yeah, awesome. and I did check. There's not a there's the Cowboy game is an evening game that <laughs> year, that, that day, so it's not doesn't conflict with any Cowboy game. In not, that case, everyone in the whole Metroplex <laughs> should be out. <laughs> right, right. All right. So stick up for nine ten a.m. campaign. I'm getting responses. Oh, good. Yay. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we're trying to get fourteen hundred new bumper stickers on cars um, to celebrate fourteen years on the air. So if you you know eventually bumper stickers do wear down. If you need a new one, this is a great opportunity to get mm-hmm. one. I know yeah. I had to replace mine a few uh, a few weeks ago, so uh, just email Dave at DavePalmer at grnonline.com and help us in this. And I think I think we talked about doing a photo, um, a little mini photo campaign on our Facebook page while having everyone take selfies with your, yeah, you know, um, yeah. just so you and you and your car, you and I mean, your, take, your bumper take sticker. Five seconds to do you exactly. and your bumper sticker, and then send it to us, and then we. Give or them. post it on our in our Facebook group. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. Speaking of, yes. Uh, last uh, time we were trying to get to 400, 400. members okay. of our Facebook group. And as of right now, we have 399. Whoa, wow, <laughs> we, we are, are so, so close. close one to 400. So I just would love it if one person um, would get on their phone or on their computer real quick and go onto Facebook. And in the Facebook search bar, you can type in GRNDFW, and that is our local Facebook group where everyone can participate and post, as well as receive updates from us. And if you just press join group, answer a couple of questions, and I'll approve you, and you're in the group, and then we can have 400, a beautiful mm-hmm. even number. <laughs> All right. So if you're listening right now and you're not yet a member of our Facebook group here locally for North Texas, please, please, please go on. And be the 400th one, and then next week we'll probably be trying to get to 420 or 425. Yes, exactly. And, it's always growing. Um, yeah, there's. I mean, there's no reason why we should have thousands of people on this. Oh right? no, I mean we have some pretty quality content going on in that in that yeah, group. It's a lot yeah. of fun, and it's a great place because other people post about service projects that are local in the area, other church, uh, you know, events that are happening, and it's a great resource to find out what's happening in the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So get on on there. It's Facebook.com and then forward slash. <gasps> I got what? somebody. Did you get somebody? I got, got somebody. <laughs> all right. Thank you, mom. All right. <laughs> So, you know, I, I think just trying to get to 400 is such a extremely, almost embarrassing goal. So now that we've got to 400, maybe we can get to 410. Yeah, that'd be uh, great. I think that'd be pretty good. We're, it's a very incremental. We'll see if we can get to 410 by the end of the uh, the hour here. All right. And Cecil is very talented at <laughs> videos and production. And, um, and, and, and so she put together a spot promoting the GRN Live Friday show. All right, and I'm kind of hoping nobody on the Friday team is, is actually listening. listening right now. And so, uh, if Alex, if or you are, turn Dr. it off, Malloy, Yeah, turn 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 <laughs> it off because we want to surprise you on Friday morning with this spot. So, do you want to kind of give a little background? Well, I was just sitting in my uh, sitting in the production room one day, and we were talking about writing creative spots to promote our shows on our station. And out of nowhere, Dave just said, "You know, what would be great." If we did a parody of the Gilligan's Island theme song. Yeah. And I admittedly, my first thought was, that's not going to work. I don't even know where they come from. I, I don't even know. You just start, you just said it out of nowhere. And I'm just sitting there going, yeah. that, that's funny. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, he left me alone for about 30 minutes. And while I was waiting to, for something else to finish up, I just sat there and I'm like, hmm, 
I wonder if it would work. And so I sat down and in 30 minutes I'd written some lyrics. That home I went night, picked up my uh, and I picked up my guitar, tried to see if I could figure out the rhythm of it. And the next weekend, this last weekend, my dad and I spent a few hours recording it. Oh wow! wow. Um, so now I've heard just to kind of talk about Gilgan's Island for a second before we play this. Yeah. This is a 30 second spot that Sissel and her dad did uh, along the theme. But I've heard because. I think there were seven people on the island, and I mm. had heard that the original creators of that show, each of the person represented one of the seven, the, the seven deadly yes, sins. Yes, that's so interesting. You know, there's, there's lust and greed, and, uh, you know, I don't know exactly how it all lines up. I don't even know if that's true, but all right, with no further ado, oh here is the 30-second spot. This is the international debut <laughs> of this, this spot, right? First time it's ever been played? Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> no right. stress. So, so here you go. It's uh, a promo for Giron Live Friday. Just sit right back and you'll hear about a Catholic radio show. A radio show on Fridays with the greatest team you'll know. The host is a mighty radio man, he leads us brave and sure. Three more of us are on the air for one hour straight. Our show starts at eight with the radio host, the producer to the movie guy, the professor and I and here on GRN <laughs> that is great. Your dad is so cool. That's your dad doing backup vocals, right? Yep. yep. And he also played the bass for me on that one. Okay. So how long did that take? Well, on Friday, it took about two hours or so to lay the instrumental track, mostly because I got frustrated because playing the guitar that fast and getting it in 30 seconds was a little bit frustrating. But um, then then last night, he and I spent another two hours laying all the vocal tracks. Wow. So, so that's a big, big time commitment. Yeah. I think my dad was enjoying it, so I just want to say shout out to my dad. Thank you for doing that. I think he's listening because I told him we were going to debut it. Um, he, <laughs> Thank you, Chuck. Yeah, exactly. I think he enjoyed it because he always has done music production, and so he was excited to do it again. Yeah. So. Well, I know he's a busy guy and he's got mm. a busy career, so for him to spend that much time doing that, <laughs> I uh, appreciate definitely. it. And uh, you got good background vocals. <laughs> Can we play one more time? I, 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 I mean, I think people are people sure. are like, wait, what was that? What, what was, was that? that? I just, sure. you know, we got to play one more time. Okay. Now that people have heard it once. <laughs> now uh, they can... And because we got a professor that refers to Dr. Malloy, yep. and then Diane sounds like Marianne, yep. and then I'm the, the radio guy, mm-hmm. the, the, the the film guy. The movie guy. The movie that's, guy that's Alex. would be Alex, because he's a film guy. Yeah. So I guess he's really ginger in the original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you're the producer. And I'm the producer, which okay. I guess, in theory, if you're thinking about the order that they say it in the original theme, uh, I'm Gilligan. Okay. All right. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> so I'm not sure. I'm, you know, so I'm going to wear the that. star, right? Yes. I'm going to wear that one proudly, even All if right. everyone's just laughing at me. Okay. So let's play one more time, and then we'll take a break, and Jonathan's going to join us for something much more serious than Gilligan Island's uh, uh, parodies. Okay. Here we are. One more time. Just sit right back and you'll hear about a Catholic radio show. A radio show on Fridays with the greatest team you'll know. The host is a mighty radio man, he leads us brave and sure. Three more of us are on the air for one hour straight. Our show starts at eight with the radio host, the producer to the movie guide, the professor and I and here on GRN all right, there you have it. All right, we're going to take a break now. One minute, right? Come back with Jonathan Sines uh, from Texas Values. We're going to lighten things up because we're all kind of stressed about this upcoming election. So that's kind of light, kind of fun. But uh, we'll talk to him about it and get his take on what to expect here in a couple of weeks when everybody uh, we finally start getting some results November 3rd. So quick break from the Good News Show. We'll be back. 
Would you like to learn how to live the Beatitudes in your marriage? If so, please consider participating in a worldwide Marriage Encounter Weekend. In response to the COVID-19 pandemic, the ministry is offering virtual experiences so couples can benefit from a worldwide Marriage Encounter Weekend while social gathering restrictions are in place. The next weekend is Friday, November 13th through Sunday, November 15th. For more information and to register, visit www.me.org. Again, www.me.org. Loretta House in Denton is a pregnancy resource center that serves women dealing with unplanned pregnancies. They provide free pregnancy testing and free ultrasounds. Clients receive material goods like diapers, baby items, clothing, parenting classes, and more. Loretta House is an official apostolate of the Diocese of Fort Worth. All services are provided free of charge and remain completely confidential. Many babies are saved and many hearts changed. For more information, visit LorettaHouse.org or call 940-380-8191. All right, we're back. This is the Good News Show here on this beautiful October 19th. I hope you are doing well. It's the Monday of the 29th week in Ordinary Time, Memorial of Saints John Debray Booth and Isaac Jogues, priests, companions, and martyrs and saints of our wonderful Catholic Church. And we are now going to join... Uh, Jonathan Sines, who is president of Texas Values. Uh, uh, Jonathan, I've known him for many, many years. He he does incredible work, uh, lives down in Austin, and has his finger on the pulse of all things politics and law, and uh, especially when it comes to uh, Texas. Their website is txvalues.org. The mission is to preserve and advance a culture of family values in the state of Texas and stand for biblical Judeo-Christian values by ensuring Texas is is a state in which religious liberty flourishes families prosper and every human life is valued. Jonathan Sines, how you doing? Good good afternoon. Dave, I'm good. It's good to be back with you, sir. All right, so we got this election coming up in 15 days, don't we? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that. It seems like, you know, every two years, every four years, especially, everybody's, you know, a lot of people say it's the most important election in our life. And maybe it's always true, but they seem to be getting more and more important. So kind of from a, a bird's eye view, what, what are you thinking as far as the stakes, not, not only nationally, but locally, statewide uh, of what we're up against this year for the 2020 elections? Well, I think, first of all, at the top, when you relate it at the president's race, there is a huge difference when it comes to issues that people care about. And so uh, and and you don't often see that uh, much of a difference, that stark of a contrast, if you will. Uh, But I think you do at the top of the ticket. And so uh, I think sometimes that can make it more clear for people to know if I don't vote for what I believe in, the person that's going to get elected votes or or supports the complete opposite. As a matter of fact, they will likely attack and try to take away the values that I have. So I think that that's there um, in the presidential race, particularly as it relates to issues of life and religious liberty. Um, But here's what's thing that's interesting about this race, too. Not only is it a presidential year, but really a lot to offer down the ballot. But because of the coronavirus issues earlier in the year, a lot of local races are also on the ballot. So your school board races, your mayor races, your county races, a lot of times those are not on a November ballot, 
but they are this time because those elections got pushed back. And so uh, this is a chance for you to make an influence at the national level, at the state level, and also in the local community that you live in. But what people need to be aware of, too, you don't have straight party voting anymore. So if you're used to going in and saying, oh, I vote for this party, and you press one button and it fills everything in, that's not going to be any option. So you got to be prepared to make those selections um, all the way through the ballot. In addition to that, when you get to those local races, you're not going to see Republican or Democrat or any party affiliation because their local races uh, typically are not going to include that. So you're going to need to know who you're going to vote for before you go into the ballot. We've got a great website, freevotersguide.com, where people can check that out. Um, but in the middle of all this, we have a Supreme Court nominee, and I don't want to say she hangs in the balance. I mean, the, the reports are that they could be voting this week on it, so that mm-hmm. might already kind of be settled um, but you are communicating um, in one way or another uh, how you feel in, in the importance of this Supreme Court nomination. And from what we're hearing from voters, it's extremely important. And so it's you know really interesting to see someone who's Catholic, who's a mother of multiple children, a big family, seven kids. And then in addition, you know, uh, the excitement of someone who's a woman being in this race, just a lot of interesting dynamics that I think uh, can tap into what people care about. Yeah, certainly. We, uh, we've covered the, that uh, the, uh, for the last couple of weeks, and we are certainly praying for confirmation for Amy Coney Barrett, and uh, thanks for bringing that up as well. Jonathan, what is your take uh, on the presidential election? Um, I, I know, like you said, there's a stark difference, especially when it comes to life, and it, it just, it, 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 there's such a huge difference between these candidates. Uh, there's, there's so much weird about this particular election like four years ago the polls all seem to be showing oh biden you know and is is is, has this big lead Uh, most of us realize well that's what they told us four years ago it seems to be tightening now you've got this whole hunter biden scandal with you know uh, what's kind of your your take of what's going on and you know i don't know if you want to make a prediction on the presidential election what what do you say well, first of all, um, my from what I see, and I travel around the country today. I'm, I'm, excuse me, the state. I do travel around the country, but primarily in state. I'm actually yeah. in Houston, even though our office is in Austin. You're up there in Dallas. We're actually going to be having an event there in about four weeks, November thirteenth. Uh, we're having our gala up there. Oh, great! So I get to talk. I get to talk and see a lot of people throughout the state. Is the point I'm trying to make? Um, the enthusiasm that I'm seeing for President Trump is at a much higher level than it was four years ago. The amount of unifying uh, support around him in the state of Texas is, is at a higher level than, uh, than I, than we saw four years ago. Uh, The amount of events, the amount of people volunteer, the signs, I mean, just a whole lot of things that to me represent uh, a substantially higher level of support for president Trump than last year. Um, you know, when you look at Biden, I just I'm just not seeing the interest in him that we saw with Hillary Clinton four years ago, even amongst Democrats. Uh, but I also always operate from the perspective of don't believe any poll that you see. The only poll that matters is the ballot box. And mm-hmm. that's not to suggest that people are being manipulative or dishonest. It's just it's just hard to predict these things. Yeah. And so I tell voters, please ignore all of that stuff and know the power of your one vote is extremely important. I think we're going to see turnout at historic levels. We're already seeing that. We've got three weeks of early voting instead of two. Um, and so I, I think that's that's what you're going to see in this election is uh, voting at, at higher numbers than we've ever seen. I think Texas 
is going to go for for President Trump. But you can't take that for granted. I don't even want to predict that because I don't want people to do anything based on that. You, mm-hmm. you always got to believe your candidate's going to lose, and you got to make sure every single vote counts. We had a city council race in the city where I live. It was decided by one vote. Wow. One vote. It happens all the time. And I want to tell people this. I already said it once. You have got to go all the way down the ballot because if you just think, well, as long as the, you know, whoever I want for president wins, everything is going to be okay. Absolutely not. There are races that maintain or relate to certain geographic districts um, that could go one way or another. So if you just vote for president and go home, um, that could cause a lot of problems. So our state legislature is really in the balance. We vote for Texas House every two years, and there are several Texas Senate seats up. That could be a critical issue on what happens with voting districts and redistricting. Do you care about life issues? Do you want those supported at the state level? You need to make sure your house and Senate seats are protected. And then at the local level, our school boards are being overrun with efforts to promote pro-abortion, to promote uh, sexuality issues that go against biblical definitions. you got to make sure you find out who's running for those elections as well. And so, but look, I mean, this enthusiasm for the president in the state of Texas could travel all the way down the ballot, and you could see that trend continue. But um, we have got to get Christians to vote at higher numbers than we see. Four years ago, half of registered um, conservative Christians didn't go vote. They just didn't show up at the ballot mm-hmm. box. And so if you care about these things, you can't think that, well, I'm just not going to let this impact me. Look at all the government attempts and government restrictions on just meeting as a church. Okay. So if you want your values represented, you got to go to the ballot box. Our website, the one we have for the elections, freevotersguide.com does not endorse people. It just tells people information about where the candidates stand on issues. Yeah, and that should be enough. I mean, <laughs> you, know, you, you look at these issues and you're like, okay, this is a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty stark difference, like we said. Um, I, I want to talk about a couple of the, the statewide and maybe even local races, but how, how concerned are you that of cheating, of the mail-in ballots, the harvesting, the thrown away? Is, is, that, a, is that something we should be concerned about, that this election could be stolen? On the national well, level? I, I would say this. I don't want to say anything. I don't want anyone to construe anything that I say as a reason to just say I'm not going to vote. Yeah. That's why sometimes I don't, you know, I don't, I don't really express much of an opinion on some of the fraud and some of those issues because a lot of times people are like, you know what, then it's just not even going to matter. The election is going to be stolen. It always matters. Okay? It always matters. So I think you can care about and make sure you vote, but also you can have concerns to make sure that the elections are not stolen. Because I do think there can be legitimate concerns about fraud. I mean, look, Dave, and I'm just going to be honest. When you've got one party, the Democratic Party, or candidates that run in that, that party, they won't even support life when a baby is born as a result of a failed abortion, mm-hmm. the Born Alive and the Protection Act we saw in Texas, whereas you see Republican candidates do. When they're not going to save the life of a child, how much can you really rely on some of the integrity of other things that they do? That's just my personal opinion. And so there are some people, my point is, and I'm not saying that all people in those parties feel that way, okay? But when you have people that will go to almost any links in those situations and not respect life and that type of value, they probably are not going to bring the right kind of ethics to other issues as well. So I think those concerns are legitimate. We've got to let some of the law enforcement and other people handle those issues. If you see fraud, bring it to people's attention. But do not let it discourage you uh, from getting out there and voting. The best way to try to, to help those issues is just do your part. And if you see something that goes wrong, report it.
Yeah. And I don't, I don't understand the mentality. And I know, obviously, you're very concerned and you want everybody to get out there and vote. I, I voted last week and waited in line for about 15 minutes. And I know some people are, um, are waiting longer. And uh, I think one, one of my coworkers here had to wait an hour and a half out in Garland. Uh, but uh, like you say, no, no excuse not to. You can, there's a lot of time left. I think in early voting, you can still get out there this week. And so vote, vote, vote. And I, I know what well, you're saying here, Jonathan, is don't let anything deter you from getting out there and voting let me well, uh, and, and, yeah, go and ahead. to add to that though dave is this if you're concerned that the election is going to be stolen or they're going to be improprieties or people doing things wrong make sure you get more people than it's necessary right make the margin so strong that it makes it even that more difficult if anyone were to consider that um that would be one of my charges on that issue yeah, for, certainly. Uh, Jonathan, just just about out of time, but I want to ask you about uh, some of the other races. I, I want to call attention to the Senate race between uh, John Cornyn and M.J. Hagar. Uh, it, it, it doesn't seem to be getting the attention, the enthusiasm on the Democratic side that uh, Beto O'Rourke got a couple years ago against Ted Cruz, where that was just kind of like a phenomenon. I know, uh, Cornyn's, and I get, <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Don't, don't give, say anything that would make people overconfident, but it seems like Cornyn is le- at least ahead in the polls. Uh, what, what, yeah. do you, what do you think about that race and why is there, no, there doesn't I, seem to be a lot of enthusiasm on, on the, on the side for the, his opponent? Well, look, I will say this, uh, and this is, a, people don't always get this information. The amount of money being spent, the amount of money that liberals are pouring into Texas to try to take this U.S. Senate seat is at a high level. It's not at the level it was with Beto O'Rourke, but it's still pretty high. You're talking about double digits, $20, $30 million, um, if not more in this race, a substantial amount of money being spent and raised. That is not to be taken for granted. There's no question that the amount of signs and some of the popularity and so on that Beto O'Rourke had is different from MJ Hager. Uh, but that doesn't mean that she couldn't win. And so, uh, but, it, but we are seeing a difference there. And I think some of it is just a matter of personality. Uh, John Cornyn has been in the Senate longer. There are people that know him a little bit more. Some of it is, you know, maybe moder- um, certain uh, types of Republicans that are more comfortable with John Cornyn and, and whatever the case may be, you know, what their views were about Ted Cruz past issues because Ted Cruz ran against Donald Trump for the presidential nomination. And those guys didn't always get along mm-hmm. So some different dynamics that aren't there here um, and a different type of candidate, you know, and so we'll see, I think, um, but, but a very important race. Let's not forget uh, Senator Cornyn sits on the judiciary committee. Okay. So they're a part of this nomination process with the U S Supreme court. Um, he did serve in some other higher levels of government before. And so that is a very, very important seat. Um, it, that, um, you know, look, you can't take anything for granted until the last vote is counted. But some different dynamics there, uh, but still the importance for people to make sure that they make their voice heard on these issues at the ballot. Yeah. Um, uh, and one thing, I, before we close, I just want you to know, we're going to be highlighting these results on elections at our gala November 13th in the Dallas area. We're going to have Matthew West, a Christian singer there, and other notable folks. If people want tickets, txvalues.org. All right. And let's have you on before, again between now and then. Maybe after the election, you can do, a, yeah. <laughs> do, a, do a an update on it. Hey, uh, I just have uh, literally about a minute left, and then we'll let yep. you go. Thank, thank you for being on. Again, txvalues.org. Yep. Jonathan Sines, the president and founder of Texas Values. Uh, the U.S. Senate, uh, a lot of people are saying, gosh, God, uh, you know, that that's kind of hanging the balance. Do you have a, uh, thoughts on that? Some people are saying Lindsey Graham's yeah. seat is up is up for grabs. What, what do you think is yeah, going to come up with the Senate? 
it's going to be interesting. I mean, I do think that it hangs in the balance. I, I don't think any of these seats can be taken for granted. And, and so, um, and look, part of that is because the, you've got a, some pre-court nominee on the ballot. I mean, look, people probably saw some of these hearings if you didn't. I mean, Amy Coney Barrett has been attacked for her Catholic faith. It, it, it's, it's not even been suggested. It's been actually uh, stated in a variety of different ways to leave you with the impression that, oh, if you're Catholic, maybe you shouldn't be able to be on the Supreme Court. It's outrageous. We don't have religious tests in our country. And so that's what people need to be thinking about when they go vote on these seats. And there are people that would love to tilt the Senate in a, uh, in a more liberal direction. So you're not able to have uh, moms like um, Amy Coney Barrett that even get considered, even though her credentials are absolutely impeccable. She's one of the best ever nominated. And so we, we do need to pay attention to what happens um, in other parts of the country. Uh, but we, ought, we always got to take, take care of home. So talk to people in your community. Maybe you know some people in those states if you want to get the message out to them and how important it is uh, for turnout. All right. Always enjoy talking to you. I have 20 other questions, but I got to let you go. And I know you've got to get on with your day as well. But Jonathan Sines, thanks I'll, so much. I'll again, come back anytime. November. Yeah. And then, you know, it'd be nice to, to have you on next week if you have time. Uh, then yep. we'll talk more about your November 13th event. And then we'll just be, uh, gosh, well, well, obviously a week closer <laughs> to the election. All right, Jonathan, thanks so much. For, always good talking to you. God bless you, David. Okay, appreciate it. All right, we are going to take a very brief break and come back and talk to, to Carrie Beckman, and she is founder of Regina Chaley Academy and also uh, working with Bishop Strickland on a new venture in the Diocese of Tyler. I'll tell you all about that when we come back. Is the Lord calling you to be a missionary? Hi, Joe McLean here, and the Guadalupe Radio Network is calling for rosary missionaries to join with the GRN in praying for very special intentions. Would you be one of them? Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. Together, we can bring the power of prayer to bear on a dark world in need of the light of Christ. Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. Hi, this is Norma Dwayne with My Mutual Mortgage, a sponsor of KATH 98910 AM. My husband Bob and I have been longtime supporters of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are praying for our country and all that are affected by the coronavirus. The drastic fluctuations in the market have caused mortgage rates to drop to record lows. If you'd like an analysis of your current mortgage rate, payment, or term, we can be reached at 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. My Mutual Mortgage is an equal housing lender in MLS 129. All young men interested in learning more about the priesthood are invited to Vocation Discernment Day, a day that will serve as an opportunity to gather with other young men in the Diocese of Fort Worth to listen to and discern God's will in your life. The event will be Saturday, November 14th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the TCU Catholic Newman Center on Westbury Street in Fort Worth. This is a free event and meals are included. And for more information or to register, Visit fwdioc.org. This is Tony Beshera. My wife Chris and I own Babbage and Associates. We are the oldest placement and recruitment firm in the state of Texas and proud sponsors of the Guadalupe Radio Network, where you're also members of St. Thomas Aquinas in Dallas. Babbage and Associates offers candidates insights into the current job market and provides professional candidates we have interviewed on a face-to-face basis to our employers. Our number to call is 214-823-9999, or you can find us on the web at babbage, B-A-B-I-C-H, 
All right, we're back. This is the Good News Show. It is October 19th, 2020, and we've got about 26 minutes remaining. Uh, Siso, did you want to give an update? Are we past uh, 400 on the Facebook page? We are page? just at 400. So okay, we got our one. We right? got our one. It'd be okay. great if we got like 10 more, but we have one at least. All right. So thank uh, you. Join the, the local fa- Facebook page, our, our group, and you can find out a lot of things that are going on. Uh, and uh, we got to 400, so that, that's good. All right, Carrie Beckman joins us now. Now, and she is really involved in a whole lot of things, but perhaps best known as the founder and executive director of Regina Chaley Academy, which is a uh, a number of academies across the country started in Georgia and uh, have several academies here in North Texas as well. Their website is rcahybrid.org. And she joins us, I presume, from her home in Georgia. How are you, Carrie? Good afternoon. I'm doing great, Dave. It's always great to be on Guadalupe Radio. Yeah, I was talking to Cicel a few minutes ago at the beginning of the show, and I said that uh, you and I spoke last week, and, uh, you know, originally we were just talking about the pro-life event coming up in November, and then one thing, talked, we started talking about another thing, and another thing, and another thing, and I said, you got to come on the show and talk about all this, and so I'm, I'm glad that you spent, you're taking some time with us. First of all, though, give us a health up, update, because we spoke to you, gosh, what was that, uh, two, three months ago, and you, you had um, what seemed to be miraculously been cured of cancer. So how are you doing? Dave, it literally is a miracle. Um, For 12 years, I have not been able to um, exercise and really not even diet, not just because of the cancer that that I had been fighting, but because I also had lupus. But do you know, since this wonderful, amazing miracle of God, our Father, I now run on the elliptical two to three miles a day. Wow. And I have lost 27 pounds. That is amazing. You came in studio with us, I don't know when it was, I guess uh, a year ago or so, and that was, I think, shortly after you had put the news out that, you know, you had the, the cancer, I think, had returned, and it just seemed really dire. And for you to be running like you are now and getting involved in new ventures, and uh, I mean, that that's just an absolute answer to prayer. And tell us about, is it Father Patrick Payton, who who you had specifically asked for the intercession, and, and give us any update on that, or is there any cause of canonization that that might help for him or what? So yes, it is. It's Father Peyton, and I don't know if Guadalupe Radio was involved, or I'm sure you were, but the movie Prey just recently came out, so now a lot of people know the great work that he did and continues to do now from heaven. So he he is a venerable, and so he is in the process of canonization, and um, so it very well could be that my miracle might be, you know, one of the ones that they accept for that, which would be incredible and a very humbling experience. I truly believe that he is working harder in heaven than he even did with the incredible miracles here on earth, and for your listeners who don't know who Father Patrick Payton is, you might remember that he's very famous for saying that the family that prays together stays together. Yeah. But but the work that he did, and I encourage you to see the movie Pray, uh, really, really is incredible. I mean, when you, you see the 
he would get 2 million people together to pray the rosary. I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, we can't even, I don't think we can process that. You see the film of it, and it's just amazing. Yeah, and it's when you see the film, you see how amazingly popular he was, and it's a bit surprising that a lot of people don't know who he is, and of course the film will will help to that end. I was talking to a, a, a friend of mine after Mass yesterday, and he's he teaches film, and um, he's a big film buff. And you know, and I asked him about Father Patrick Payton because of Patrick Patrick Payton's association with Hollywood and all his friends back in the Golden Age. And my friend had never heard of him. And I said, wow, that is so surprising. Wow. Uh, so anyways, it's, it's, it's great. And I hope that uh, he's canonized. And if your healing uh, you know, goes towards that cause, all, all the better. Uh, all right. So praise God for that. Tell, let's see. What do we want to do next? Let, let's get a Regina Chaley Academy update. Um, RCAHybrid.org. Uh, there was, um, for those locally here, the first um, academy was in the, in the Farmer's Branch area and continues there. And you now have another one in Melissa and then one in uh, the, the Tarrant County, the Fort Worth Diocese. That's, uh, well, you, you, tell you, why don't you just give us an update? Because I think there are, there are two and soon to be three again or what? So, so yeah, the update is that we, um, so COVID has brought, you know, significant differences to our whole world. And yeah. so we are, for this year, meeting in the Carrollton location, the Fort Worth and the Dallas location are meeting together. However, we grew so much that we had to open another location in Anna, Texas. Oh, so Anna, we're I'm sorry. The first I said Melissa, Baptist yeah. Church of, of Anna. Well, you know, one girl's name is another, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But yes, so up in Anna and uh, First Baptist Church, just doing Fantastic. I have to tell you, you know, we open we open new centers every year. This year we opened Dallas, North Texas, Charlotte, North Carolina, and Phoenix, Arizona. And it Anna, they have done such amazing just amazing work up there. I, I went and visited and it was probably the second week that we were in session and it looked like it looked like a, a center that'd been running for four or five years. Mm. I mean our leader there, Katie, she's doing amazing work. Um, actually, it's funny. We have both of our leaders in our Carrollton Center and our Dallas North Texas Center are both named Katie. Yeah. So that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I know uh, them, yes. And Yes, I think they both know you and they love you. So, great. <laughs> um, yes, and so uh, we're going to be at the at the um, 23rd annual Celebration of Life on on, um, I'm sorry, what is it? It's the 20, it's not the 23rd. 21st. November 21st? The 21st, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, November 21st, we're going to be at the Celebration of Life, and we'll have information for, um, you know, for any of the people that are attending that event, which I think is at the Hyatt um, Regency there in Dallas. And we'll be, you know, very happy to, to talk to people about the hybrid option and what that can what that can mean for their family. I mean, you know, given where we've been with COVID, I think it definitely has um, perked people's interest now to kind of understand that more. And um, and I think it's important. I think it's important that you know parents take a real look, a hard look at the education of their children and truly become CEOs. Mm-hmm. of this education because you 
you know, when other people are forming your children, it can be okay, right? I mean, yeah. the, the church teaches that we are given that right to delegate it. However, what we have to remember is when we are given that right, there's a lot of responsibility that comes from that in terms of making sure the effects of that are completely and totally what we need um, for our children and to make sure that they, that they have what they need and they're getting what they need. We want to make sure that everybody who is part of their life is being the part of their life that's most significant, which to us as Catholics is to get them to heaven. And that's a really, you know, that's a big challenge in front of us, right? Because we we know that um, the world does not want that for our children. Yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah. obvious. You know, the uh, obviously COVID impacted all, you know, schools in, in tremendous ways, more so the ones that, you know, the public schools where the kids were going to class every day, less so, you know, straight homeschool. You guys are a hybrid. So you were three days, um, uh, what, two days in classroom, three days at home, right? And so how, how was, how have you all dealt with the COVID crisis? What's going on for the fall semester, uh, especially here locally, and what impact has it had on y'all? Yeah, so, um, you know, we, we did things very differently. We um, had an opportunity to, to make sure that our mission was still intact. And so while everybody kind of shut down and went online, we were not able to meet in person at first, but we put our students on the phone so that they would not be online since we're a classical education program. We wanted them still to read from the books and to do the discussion because the discussion method is so important. And when you're doing online schooling, you just, you don't get the discussion method. So we were able to, to do that. And now I'm, I'm very thankful to God um, that we are in person at all of our centers, except for one, the Connecticut center is not in person yet but that our attorneys have been so wonderful and our students are in person with no masks and, um, and they can have normal two day, two day experience of education. And, you know, the thing that I want to make sure that we remember as Catholics and the things that we want our students to remember is the supernatural, right? Yeah. That our Lord is capable of binding COVID-19 and getting rid of it. Mm -hmm. He's capable of protecting us, even when we do get it. And he's in charge of when we're going to get it. And so when we live with that supernatural faith, then we can move forward in joy and not in fear. And that's what's been so sad, is to see so much fear um, kind of resonating throughout, you know, throughout, well, um, everything. Yeah, and I, I totally agree, and I, I, I'm actually surprised that you have been able to get this at your academies, because uh, pretty much all the schools are, are still doing, you know, the face masks, and 
I, I I struggle with it a lot because I when I see somebody and and I and I know there may be some prudential cases and uh, you know where maybe it's it's necessary but I I just to me it just blocks the communication I can't imagine teaching kids and looking out at them and seeing a whole you know group of kids all masked up and I'm masked up I I just think there's a psychological impact in that I can't quite explain why it it bothers me so much but it does uh, anything else well, about, I- about that why did you fight so hard for that um you know that that i know you've kind of talked about it but what what, what is it that's so important that that you think the kids that just it takes away from the learning experience doesn't it well it does but as particularly as catholics um you know our part of who we are is in our smile yeah. right it's in our face and when we when we hide that when we we hide it it's it's as if we're saying that that person behind that mask, you know, is, is no different than the next person that's also masked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was important to, um, to all of us here, our leadership team, to really make sure that our students don't have that kind of memory where we were all kind of covered up. The other part of that, too, Dave, is it really, I'm, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I think it's kind of interesting. And I've been traveling a lot, so I've been where we have to be masked. And people will remove their mask when they talk to me, which, you know, of course, alleviates. <laughs> like, well, yeah. what was the point of wearing that mask? But why do they do that? They do that because we know as, as communicative human beings, the way that God made us, that our mouth and our voice, and our, our smile are so important. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want the children to feel like they were being hidden. You know, that mm-hmm. was the bottom line is when you take away that smile and you put a mask on, um, it's, it's as though you're hidden. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, that's so true. And it also, uh, and again, I'm trying to, to figure out why it uh, kind of offends my sensibilities so much. I think that, uh, it also kind of sends a message that everybody's a threat to each other. You know, I, even though I'm, I'm perfectly healthy, I may be a threat to you and you're a threat to me. And it, it just seems, it seems odd. Yeah. I, I, like I said, it just, it really bothers me, but I'm glad, I'm glad you fought for it. I'm glad that, uh, uh you were able to get that in, um, in, in all your, your academies. Carrie, let me move on to a different topic. Again, Carrie Beckman joining me. She is the founder of Regina Chaley Academy and, uh, uh, they have academies that are just spreading out all across the the country now, and uh, two of them, and in uh, two and a half, let's just say <laughs> here, here locally. Uh, you also shared with me on email last week that you are um, in, in, in joining Bishop Strickland in the Diocese of Tyler for a program called Veritatis Splendor. Uh, which, and you sent me some information, it just looks absolutely fascinating, and uh, there's a lot here that I'm holding, but I know you could explain it better than I. I know this is kind of in the, the planning stage, and you don't have all the details, but what can you tell our listeners about this? Well, <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it was, um, well, you heard the secret first released right here on Dave's show. <laughs> <laughs> we break all the news about you, don't so, we? Uh, yeah, yes, you yeah. break all the news. So, yes, it is true. In fact, my family is relocating to Texas to do this project. And um, so it is very exciting. I can't give all of the details, not because we're trying to be secretive, but because they're still in the making. What I would say is this is going to be 
uh, incredible dynamic impact on not just the state of Texas, but the Church Universal. And so I would ask all of your listeners to please, please pray, particularly for the intercession of John Paul II. Um, as you alluded to, this project has been named Very Toddy Splendor. And, um, and I will be there with the bishop on the feast day of St. John Paul II, and we will be doing a special consecration for this project. So I would just ask for everyone's prayers. And I don't want to leave people hanging. I promise, Dave, I will come back on your show, and hopefully with the bishop. He and I have talked about it. Um, and we'll both talk about this amazing project that's going to, Texas is already great and amazing yeah. and wonderful and the best pretty much in every way. This is only going to make it even the best in the Catholic world. Yeah. Now, are you, um, are you heading this up? Is this going to be your baby, so to speak? Uh, or are you part of a team or, or what? So, yes and no. <laughs> I, 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 tell me if I'm asking too many questions. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I mean, a project like this takes a team, yeah, and the Lord yeah. is bringing the team together. But I would say that, um, you know, the inspiration has been in the works long before I verbalized it. Yeah. And um, it was already there in Bishop Strickland's heart, too. And so it's it's amazing how when God does something, he he uh, he's already working on it before we even realize it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, it's going to be amazing. And it's named after the encyclical uh, by uh, St. Pope John Paul II, right? That's that's kind of the, the basis of it, is the teaching in that encyclical. Would that be right? And uh, shut me up at any point that if I'm asking. That is correct. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's no, a, no, 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 no. There's so a the, quote here that yeah. I that um, you had in your the, the information that you sent me. Uh, Pope St. John Paul II once said, Catholic parents must learn to form their family as a domestic church, a church in the home, as it were, where God is honored, his law is respected, prayer is a normal event, virtue is transmitted by word and example, and everyone shares the hopes, the problems, and sufferings of everyone else. All this is not to adv- all this is not to advocate a return to some outdated style of living. It is to return to the roots of human development and human happiness. That'd be kind of a, I guess, a, a, a thesis statement of the the problem and the solution. I guess right of what we need is we need to get back. Families need to be stronger, and we need to transform the culture through families. Would that would that be basically what this is about? Yes, exactly, and and it's. It's about really bringing that light of truth through specific areas of teaching in the, in the church, through media, through culture, through philosophy, through education, and, and having them work in a very symbiotic way. Yeah. So that in all those genres, we're hearing the truth of what the church teaches in a very concrete way that can resonate with the families. Yeah. I so don't, mom and dad can really teach the faith at home through the leadership of Veritatis Splendor. Yeah. I spoke to a, a, di- a different person yesterday after Mass. I get a lot of conversations after Mass, and uh, this guy is very, very, very <laughs> faithful and wonderful, wonderful person. 
but he seemed very pessimistic about the future. He said, you know, the, the, the kids are in the, the, the university system are just being destroyed. They're in, and he didn't seem to have a lot of hope that this can be turned around. But I think what your, uh, this program is saying is, yes, we can, but it, it has to be kind of at the nuclear level, so to speak, the nuclear family, everybody doing their part, and we can transform the culture because this culture is a mess right now. Our politics are a mess, uh, every, everything, but uh, this is something that's, that'll give a lot of people hope that maybe it, it won't happen overnight. It might take decades, but we can turn this thing around, right? It, yes, we can. And one of the things that I want to just kind of point out, though, is as the church goes, so does the culture. So it's important for us to first work on the church, not the culture. I think we tend to think that if I fix the culture or I fix politics, then we will have fixed our problem. The reality is we have a philosophy problem. That's what we have. We have people who think wrongly. And so first you fix that with education and information. That's how you fix that. Yeah. Second, we have a church that is going through very disruptive times. And to say that it's not would be not to be truthful. And in fact, I mentioned the, the pro-life event that's coming up with Texas Right to Life. They're having Matt Walsh as their speaker. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a book called The Church of Cowards. Yeah. And he's a Catholic for those listeners who don't know him. And he's with The Daily Wire. And it's very interesting to read his book. Because and hear him speak, and I would encourage you to hear him speak, um, because he looks at this. He looks at how the state of the church was changed, or really kind of, I guess we would have to say, was corrupted, right? Yeah. And then how the culture fell. Yeah. Because it is the church that upholds the morality of the culture. So if we want our cities to be places of virtue and safety and beauty, we got to make those churches in those cities a place of virtue yeah. and beauty first. Yeah, so true, so true. Uh, it's troubling times. Uh, just um, saw the news today about protesters setting fire to two historic churches in Chile, and uh, we've got work to do. And Carrie, I'm so thankful for everything you do with Regina Chaley Academy. I'm very excited. I, I definitely would love to break the news about Veritata Splendor with you and Bishop Strickland whenever the time is right. And we'd like to do it on our network show on Friday morning. So pick your Friday and uh, you are booked, okay? Whenever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, and I appreciate your support. Yeah, and I guess uh, you'll be coming to Texas this week because I think uh, John Paul II's feast day is the it's Thursday, right? That's right. So please, everyone, keep us in your prayers and just know that something great again is coming to the wonderful promised land of Texas. Yeah, we're excited to join you and your family as well. And again, that event uh, for Texas Right for, to Life is November 21st. Uh, Matt Walsh, who, who's outstanding, I, I follow him on social media. He's very, he certainly is not a coward, he, he's very bold. And uh, people want to get tickets. Is there a website or just search it or what should they do? Yeah, they can go to TexasRightToLife.com and get their tickets there. And again, we'll have information about Regina Chaley Academy. We are a sponsor for this event. We're very excited to have Matt Walsh um, there as a keynote. So please don't miss it. All right. Carrie, thanks so much. We'll talk again. God bless you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks to Cecil. And we'll see you next Monday for the next Good News Show.
Thanks for joining us for the Good News Show here on KATH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show. Let's face it. How do most kids learn today? Well, through videos, songs, games, and apps. So, what is the best way to help them learn about their faith? Join the ever-lovable Brother Francis and his friends as they journey through the Catholic faith in Adventure Catechism. To learn more or to get your very own copy of Adventure Catechism with Brother Francis, visit BrotherFrancisStore.com. Again, that's BrotherFrancisStore.com. This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider and a sponsor of this station. Your student can meet with me online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you. Is the Lord calling you to be a missionary? Hi, Joe McLean here, and the Guadalupe Radio Network is calling for rosary missionaries to join with the GRN in praying for very special intentions. Would you be one of them? Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. Together, we can bring the power of prayer to bear on a dark world in need of the light of Christ. Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. Are you wondering what to do with the house and need to talk with someone who can explain your options? My name is Jake, and as real estate investors, my brother Gerald and I are working to resolve real estate issues in your local area. We're proud sponsors of this great radio station. So if you're looking for an offer or simply like to explore your different choices, then our number to call is 682-317-9330, or you can simply visit us at 911myhouse.com. K-A-T-H, 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth.